Hey, thanks so much for downloading the episode. We are back from vacation and on the show this week, we are recapping some of what we did while we were on break, along with your ugly and awkward moments of the week. Lots to talk about. Thank you so much. Enjoy the show. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie. Don't fuck with me, boys. Paula. I'm Mexican. What is going on? Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. It is episode 379. Oh, we are sisters who podcast. Sorry. <laughs> okay, you've been off for almost two weeks. I, know. I expect you to forget. I, trust me, it's fine. We're back. We're back. Remember that from The Hangover when they think they're getting their friend back? He's like, uh, "We're getting it back, back." Uh, what is that from? I have that's no a Hangover. Idea. Sounds like a song yeah. mom would sing. Well, the guy in the movie definitely was like our mother. Anyway, so welcome to The Ugly Truth. We are back from our little mini break, our little mini summer vacation. Mini? God, it felt like an epic long... I don't know, like everything happened when the break was gone and I just, I felt like I needed to walk around with a little notepad because I'm just like, there's so much going on. I know. I do. You know what? I totally did that. I... What happened? Something big happened, like, the instant we took a well, break. Bradley Cooper and his girlfriend broke up literally, like, the day after we... And then I some, know. there was something else that happened, too. Yeah. It wasn't that, though. I can't remember. Now it's old news. Well, everything's old news the next 24 hours, but yes. Dang it. I. It was a big deal, too. Why didn't you write it down? <laughs> you know me. I can't remember anything. Which is why you write it down, uh... I don't know. Anyway, so many things have gone on in our lives in like 10 days. It was the longest 10 days of my life because I had no podcast to vomit it all up to anyone. Mm -hmm. I had to like keep it to myself. So, but I, I, Paula, I swear, I I thought about you the entire time thinking I cannot wait (laughs) to tell her all of these things. There's so many things. Okay, so to start off, we better just get into it because we have so many things. We might have to do three shows, like I told you. It's possible. There's so many things. Okay, the first thing was we did our break. We're like, yay, we're taking a break. And then a day later, our baby of the family is graduating from high school. Now, this feels like a whole lifetime ago now because so much has happened since then. Mm -hmm. But there was a graduation was coming. Big high school, our final, final kid. It's a monumental day for us or momentous day because we have successfully squired through four children through the legally required education program in California. (laughs) And it feels really good. And they all made it. Thank God. They all got a diploma. Nobody left with a meth addiction or anything like that. We we got pregnant or drop out or no pregnancies, nothing. That's good. Hey, low expectations, but we did it. Passing grades, that's all you need. So it was funny because, you know, this is the season for graduations. And what I've noticed, the pattern is that Sac State, all the, the local universities, their graduations are in the evening because they're normal, insane people who have jobs. And, you know, they're kind of basically wedging in this evening event to get their diploma officially and, you know, celebrate afterwards. Mm-hmm. Whereas the high school, our high school specifically, has it at eight o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. 
because why not? Because what else do we all have to do? You know, we've got nothing else going on. So why not? Right. Right. It's so ridiculous. And what's more ridiculous is, especially if you're not a morning person like I am, doors open at like 630 in the morning to get your seats. And there are almost 500 people graduating, which means 500 kids, eight tickets each. Most people are using all eight tickets. So you do the math because I can't. So however many people that is. Luckily, Mackenzie, or my daughter, she's a pastry chef. And so she's accustomed to getting up at 4 a.m. every day. Right. So she was up at the crack of dawn and she was coming over at six to borrow a dress because she doesn't have a whole lot of nice dresses. And so she was coming over between six and 630. Natalie is from Virginia. So time change. She's up and ready to go at like 4 a.m. Oh, right. Right. And so and of course, we have Daryl's dad, who is in his 70s, who is up by 5 a.m. every day. So God. so everyone's a morning person but me. You, you were the problem, right? <laughs> I'm the problem, uh, shockingly. So Malia leaves. Mackenzie and Natalie decide to go to the school and procure chairs for all of us. They get there at 6.30, and there's already a line to get into the school to get chairs. And Natalie got there first, and she she texted Mackenzie and said, hey, I'm already in this long-ass line, and it's 6.30. And so Mackenzie flees and goes to get in line to help secure chairs. So by the time we leave, I mean, we must have left at like 7.20. Paula, at some point in my brain, I'm going, this is inappropriate. Like, this is so early. What are we doing? Even if I had a job, I wouldn't be leaving this early in the morning. So finally, we arrive. Daryl has this big, huge honking truck now. So we can park anywhere we want. (laughs) So he parked. He parked in a place that was easy to super close. I, of course, had to wear nice shoes because I'm not going to wear flip flops or, you know, tennis shoes. So I'm wearing really cute heels and a dress and I look great. And except at some point, I feel like I'm just being drug along because I'm just not coherent yet. Mm -hmm. And our mother, who has never missed a graduation, is going to show up at the front door because they were being really strict about tickets because there were so many graduates that they you had to give the ticket back to get in and there was no in and out privileges so we're all sitting there and we're all there it's like 7 45 and our mom is nowhere to be found now for god's sake that is not normal she's normally there before anybody else like she's usually super early or on time because she's a morning person so i call and i'm not getting through because i have shitty of course crappy service at a school god forbid Finally, I text her, and then she finally answers. I go, hey, we're here. Are you coming? She goes, I'm walking out the door. I'm like, you're walking out the door? I'm like, all right. Well, I guess one of us will. We can't leave. We've got to meet you at the front, so you're going to have to, like, come up and, you know, whatever. She's like, no problem. So all of a sudden, five or six minutes later, she just saunters over to the row. And I was like, mom, I'm like, how did you get in? She goes, what? I walked. And I said, no, they're really strict about tickets. She goes, well, they didn't offer, they didn't ask me for one. I just walked in. And I said, well, all right. As per the usual, yeah. <laughs> mom just she owns just, the place and she just, just walks, walks in right with in. confidence. Do you think anyone was going to stop her? She's like, maybe they thought I was a teacher. I'm like, maybe they did. So she's like, they don't need tickets. We don't need no stinking tickets. <laughs> The whole process seems ridiculous because our mom just walked right in with a swagger that said, I don't need a ticket. (laughs) She came in and sat down. Don't mess with me. I'm not messing with your fucking ticket system. 
Don't mess with me, boys. <laughs> Listen, pal. <laughs> Listen, buckwheat. I was just going to say that. <laughs> like, you can't tell. I remember. I don't remember when it was, but at some point I said, Mom, you can't say that to people. And she's like, why not? And I go, well, because it's... Do you know who the, buckwheat is? Yeah, I go, it's a little racially charged. And she's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, it's from the Little Rascals. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Jeez. So... Anyway, she's like, listen, pal. <laughs> so when she acts like that, it reminds me of uh, Joan Crawford. Don't fuck with me, boys. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice just to hear her say that once? <laughs> <sighs> it would be funny. <laughs> so we take up our eight tickets and we're watching and it's great. Tyler even came with his girlfriend, Aaron. Uh-huh. And so that was really super fun. And it was really nice to have the whole fam together, all of us. It was mm-hmm. really cool because it's so rare now because everyone's living their lives. Anyway, so it was really great. Afterwards, um, you know, we took a couple of photos and then we head home and time to prepare for the big party. Yes. That you didn't get to go to, which you're going to explain, I'm sure, in a minute. <laughs> we get home and, of course, Daryl and his dad are already like, Bloody Marys, let's go, post-haste, celebrate, yeah. it's time to celebrate. So they break out the vodka, and they start drinking Bloody Marys, the, you know, and it's like, you know, 10, 10.30 at this point. <laughs> God. But here's what was funny, I forgot to tell you. So I don't know what it is about us, the, the campus women, but mom has no, I mean... Obviously, everything's great. We're going to take her home because it would be a pain in the butt to wait for Paul to come and get her with all the traffic and stuff. And Daryl can boonie over everything. So it's me and Daryl, Daryl's dad and our mother. And so now I don't know. Oh, God. I, I can't figure out. I can't figure out what it is about it. But we all I think it's because Daryl's dad is very handsome and you know, for the he is he's he's a handsome dude, and he does like blondes, and he does like blondes, and so I don't know what it is, but thank God mom, it was only a five minute car ride. <laughs> mom <laughs> suddenly remembers she's a woman or something. It's so funny. I'm trying to I'm trying to word it because I don't think Daryl was even aware at all. Well, Daryl doesn't recognize those things. He is a little oblivious when women. I mean, women literally have to throw themselves at him for the, for him to realize that maybe he finds she finds him attractive, you know. So mm-hmm. it's possible. But Gary is a seasoned veteran of this world, so he's there's always this weird energy whenever he is mom not, he is not shy about it, his. There's always a weird energy when my mom when our mom is around when he's around. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's nothing threatening or weird. It's just it's like two people of the same age. I think it's because she's the queen bee of all these beautiful daughters. It's possible. You know? <laughs> and she's not an ugly she's no, not an ugly person. She's, she's an attractive not. woman. And so anyway, I said, Mom, let me help you because you know, Daryl's got this humongous truck with no running boards, and so you basically have to fling yourself into it to get in. And I mean, it's caused more fights already between the two of us because I've hit my elbow on things <laughs> trying to get in and out of that fucking thing. And so she's like, No, I got it. Suddenly our mother is spry and fit. Oh. And able to do things. I thought you were going to tell me Gary offered to help her, and I would have been like, oh, my God. <laughs> no, no, no. No, he, he he got in, and, you know, it's not his job to do that. So it's Daryl and I. We're like, come on, help me. She's like, I've got it. She's like, Paul has a truck. I know how to maneuver in a vehicle. We're like, all oh, right. Well, excuse me, Miss Independent Woman. The shoes on your feet, she bought them. 
<laughs> but when mom left, it was so funny. Here's a couple of the things that our mother had to say about me. I had a really pretty dress on that I got at Nordstrom. It was shorter. It was not a long, obviously, mm-hmm. dress. But it wasn't like my boobs were hanging out. I It was just short. It was above the knee. <laughs> But it was mm-hmm. a really pretty dress. So we're sitting down at the graduation and mom goes, she leans over and she goes, you know, that dress would look fabulous with maybe a white legging. And I said, are you trying to tell me you think it's too short? She goes, well, yes. She goes, but maybe you can wear it in Hawaii. Nobody minds about those things there. You know what, though? She'd never tell me something like that. Well, I, I don't know. I, I, I only know what I know. And so I left to go find Malia and she pulls Mackenzie aside and she goes, you check your mother's skirt. You make sure that thing doesn't ride up. <laughs> I'm like, it is not a micro mini. It was a barely above the knee. I mean, it was not anything. And I'm like, I don't look inappropriate. I got so many compliments on that dress. Yeah. Of course, then I became self-conscious. You shouldn't have. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? Your mom says your dress is too short. Yeah, but mom is like a matron. I mean. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, my hair's too long. I need to have it cut into something more adult. Adult? Mom, you're 70. You're a senior. <laughs> so apparently, I'm not dressing for my age, nor is my hair for my age. And When's I'm like, the last wow. Time she's looked at a fashion magazine. It's and funny because. what age is appropriate for hair. What's funny is that she's been delivering those lines to me since I was 20. Yes. Um, You're the one that's supposed to be the religious legacy. I'm the one Mm -hmm. that's supposed to carry on the conservative look until the day I die. Right. So there's that. So Daryl is walking our parents out because I was doing something at the party and he walked them out and it's on video because we have security cams. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, I just, I'm so proud of you guys. The children are amazing. You've raised them so well. And Daryl goes, oh, well, I mostly, this is Jamie. Jamie is the one that raised them. That's why they're so great. I'm just there to support her. She goes, oh, please, Jamie's mean. I raised her. I know exactly what she's like. (laughs) And then walks away. I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right. He goes, but she said it. She said it in a joking fashion. I'm like, let's go to the tape. She wasn't. She wasn't joking. (laughs) He wasn't joking. And I was like, wow, that's sarcasm. Yeah. And I'm like, that was a that was a three alarm fire, man. I got nailed for all the things. So that would bring me to my reason. Yes, I was coming. Can I just tell you, I we were not nobody was mad. We were just super bummed because we knew how much fun it would be. Here's what happened was, is that I was getting ready and then I realized that, you know, my hair wasn't coming out. My makeup didn't look right. My clothes, I, I changed outfit like 15 times. And then right. I, I felt like I was running out of time. But then I'm just like, I'm like, this thing goes till eight o'clock. I said, so there's really no rush. Right. And so then we were about to leave. And then Victor's car, it had broken down like this major repair. What we had discovered online is a lot of people had that problem. And so we discussed about him calling the dealership and I said it may not be a recall I said but they might be repairing it right as right for free because it it's been a major problem and so that's exactly what it was Uh. but they had to keep it a couple days and so they 
said it would be ready Friday. This thing was on Thursday. Well, they called at five o'clock and said it was ready. And so I'm like, all right, well, on our way out, we'll drop you off at the dealership. Right, right. That's when you texted or called me or something. I can't remember what happened. You're like, well, by the time you get here, Malia's going to be leaving. And I'm like, leaving? I'm like, yeah. I thought this thing went until eight. Yeah. And so I was really disappointed. She had a dinner party at six, but she was she pushed it as far as she could, hoping you guys would show up. Right. And so we were under the impression she was going to be there till eight o'clock. And mm-hmm. so when I told the kids that she wasn't going to be there by the time we got there, right. they were really bothered and they were like upset. And yeah. so I said, do you want to go? I said, cause Auntie Jamie says like, it's probably going to be wrapping up and over. So we just decided to stay home because mm-hmm. It just sounded like there was no reason to go at that point. Right. Stephanie showed up at like eight. She showed up at the very end. And I was like, oh, you you came. I was like, well, shit. But like I said, at 630, everyone left. And then suddenly a whole, well, not a whole shift. I mean, two big families with little ones showed up. By the way, Alicia's little girl, she's, I think she's three. Mm -hmm. She was so hilarious Oh, really? She she saw this giant cake and went, oh, can I have a piece of cake? And I said, you absolutely can have a piece of cake. So I gave her a piece of cake and she loved it so much. She walked over to the cake and tried to cut her own piece with a fork. (laughs) But she wanted the corner where there was a lot of frosting. And she was hacking away at that thing. And then one of of her parents turned around. She goes, oh, my God. No, wait. And I said, no, she can do it. It's fine. So I cut the piece for her and she inhaled it. And so I said, well, we should probably move the cake so she can't continue to serve herself cake. Right. Sitting on the tiny table. So we moved it over to the other big table. And she walked over there and she put her little hand out and started pulling that cake towards her. And I said, all right, well, apparently this is not this isn't sufficient. (laughs) She's just going to continue. I mean, I feel her. I could eat three pieces of cake. Well, when you're three, you can. I know. No, listen, anyone can eat three pieces of cake. It's just that she's going to burn it off before she falls asleep tonight. Probably. The rest of us will be dealing with it for a month. Right. Right. Anyway, so it was it was a super fun party. It lasted a really long time. Of course, our sister, the tornado comes in and she's just like, you know, and she has broken her toe, by the way. What? Yes. How did that happen? Awkward moment. Uh, kick, kick some furniture? No, actually. I asked her that and she said, no, it was not that. She was doing what I would be doing. She uh, wants things done when she wants them done. We had a really bad windy storm go- uh, wind come through uh, that week. And okay. they have a tree and a limb fell off the tree, literally like broke off of their tree. And it was this big stump. It was probably, you know, like the size of a, I don't know tire or something uh-huh. and it was in their front yard and she was telling her husband hey i need you to like cut this up and get rid of it it's it's an eyesore on our lawn mm-hmm. so he cut it up but he didn't move all of it and it had been like three days and she was sick of it so she get pulls up from work sees it sitting in the lawn and gets angry so she walks over and decides she's going to pick it up and move it so she picks it up and she's like oh my god this thing's heavy so, but she's now determined because now she's like a hornet. She's pissed. Right. So she's like, God damn, I got to do everything myself. So she's she's waddling with it because it's so heavy. And so she set. So she kind of dropped it as she was uh-huh. setting it down and it landed right on her foot. Ow. And she said, Jamie, the pain was so severe. I couldn't even cry. 
Like, it was so bad. I'd never felt pain like that before. I go, actually, mm-hmm. I've seen you feel pain like that before when you were in labor with your daughter. Yes. You literally can't breathe. And she said, yes. She didn't know what, you know, what was going to happen, but it is broken. No doubt. It's black and purple. And she has is to wear flip flops. or? Yes. Yes. And when she took her shoe off when she got home the next day, her toe was like scary big. <laughs> scary big. And so, so she's like, so now I have to wear flip flops to work like some kind of white trash. And I said, well, you know, I mean, she doesn't have to do any of this. She should just go to the urgent care and get an x-ray. <laughs> well, and I asked her that. I go, why don't you just go to the doctor and have them, you know, take a peek? And she's like, what are they going to do? Give me tape. And I said, well, yeah. And maybe Motrin, like ext- extreme level Motrin or Tylenol. Or maybe find out that she broke it into a joint and it needs surgery or something. <laughs> well, it doesn't look whack. It just looks purple and black. It's just not, you know what I mean? Yeah. So she's wearing the flips. And, you know, the fact that I even have to direct my eyes toward the bottom of the... You I know. know. I mean, and you and I are going to be talking about your oh, situation as well. Oh, God. You are preparing to send your children off on a road trip with your ex... Mm-hmm. They're going to Oklahoma for years now. He's been wanting to take a road trip. Yeah, from here to Oklahoma. He just thinks road trips are the the best. You know, he remembers doing them as a kid because, you know, when his family they went back and forth to Oklahoma, they always did it in the car because you know no one could afford airplanes. Sure. And so that's just how they did it. And he said they they always had the best time. And so it was nothing I was ever interested in doing myself. But I said, you know, if it's something you want to do with the kids, that's fine. And so I never really thought about the time frame, like how long it was going to take. So over the last few months, we've done some negotiating because initially he wanted to take him for a month. And I said, absolutely not. That's crazy. Because he wanted to spend two weeks in Oklahoma and then one week there, one week back. And I said, no. And so I agreed to two weeks. And so that would be like basically three, two to three days, days there Mm. and then two to three days back and then a week in Oklahoma right and I said all right that's fine and then yesterday when they left I'm like why did I do this (laughs) why did I agree to this I put pretty heavy rules in place the thing is is when you have kids with someone you know as long as you're a family and everything's good then you feel like you have control over certain things sure But when you're split up, you can't obviously prevent your children from being with their parents, you know, (laughs) because there's there's really nothing wrong with him. You know, I mean, he's you know, he's gotten to be a better parent, but he's just not you. He's not me. His family is definitely not like me. Right. There's just some things I wouldn't want my children exposed to. And so fortunately, he understands that and Mm -hmm. he can appreciate where I'm coming from. Sure. And so, you know, he's going to be mindful of those things. The Midwest is quite a bit different than California. Indeed it is. There's certain uh, things that they're less tolerant of, I should say. (laughs) They don't like Mexicans. They don't like our people. They do not. And they've made that clear for the last 14 years. And, you know, knowing full well that I'm half Mexican. Right. And knowing full well that their grandchildren, 
even though they don't look it, are a quarter Mexican. That is actually a really big thing. Well, apparently in this country, it's a big thing that if you don't look what you are, it's fine. It's like it doesn't count. Yeah, like it doesn't count, but it really does count. I mean, I've I've had conversations with people and I say, no, I am fully I'm fully half Mexican. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird. I mean, you can look at other people who are half Mexican and they look Mm -hmm. 100 percent Mexican. Yeah. But then you look at people like this and I think it's just because mom has very strong Swedish Irish. She's very Swedish. Yeah, that it kind of counteracts the Mexican I don't know well it does because I mean look at our sister Allison she has dark almost black hair Mexican hair but she's Mm -hmm. pale as a ghost she is she looks like olive oil she's so fair-skinned she could she haunts her own house so we were talking to the kids a little bit about Mm. you know situations that might come up and if it makes them uncomfortable to come talk to dad Mm. because you know obviously he can't be everywhere at at the time right victor had mentioned sometimes that they talk about the damn mexicans and (laughs) olivia's like she's like what's wrong with being mexican she's like i'm she's like i'm mexican yes you are and so i said you know what and if they mentioned that say that Mm. go ahead yeah i'm like nothing's gonna happen nope but anyways so they left yesterday. They're going to be gone for two weeks. And two weeks. I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself. Yes, I started, you do. I started crying yesterday. Well, that's normal. I just, I, I felt like someone had ripped my chest out. <laughs> you I know, just, it's the first time they've been away from you this long. That's why. Yeah. You need to take a selfish and think about you know yourself during the times when you know you don't they don't need you they're all they're driving they're having a good time now is the time to, for you to focus on you know you're taking some classes right now so you can focus on that but just like mm-hmm. when i just like when daryl has to do spreadsheets for 10 hours a day you can't do it the whole time you've got to do other things you've got to go go come see me or go shopping yeah. or go to the you know you like going to the casino or whatever. I mean, you should yeah. definitely be doing some stuff um, that doesn't require you to sit and obsess over where your kids are. They're fine. I mean, we all agree they're fine. They're just going to come back and need a significant shower. Yes. Other than that, they're going to be great. They'll need some decontamination in uh, many facets. Yes. And, and so the thing is, is like, I mean, for me, oh God, I, you know, Paula, I would... I don't even know what I would do with myself for two weeks if I had two weeks by myself. I it almost makes me want to have an orgasm. It's like <laughs> it's such a it's such an amazing thought. Um, well, here's the problem though: is Victor had saved some money for this trip, mm-hmm. and naturally, a month or so ago, he spent it all. Oh. And I said, and this was Saturday, we were having this discussion. And I said, so I said, Ryan's packed, Olivia's packed, your clothes are already right. He's just like, well, that's what we were going to do tomorrow if I got off work early. I'm like, if you got off work early, I see. <laughs> so I said, you've not saved a dime. I said, nobody's packed. You don't even know if anyone's laundry's done. Mm-hmm. You're just letting the kids get their clothes together. The nine year old. And the irresponsible 13-year-old. Right. You know, they'll probably bring like a pair of socks and dirty underwear. Or all their toys, which is how that tends to go. And and did you even remind them they didn't need to bring toothbrushes and whatever else? I'm sure their car bags are fine because they've got all the stuff they need for the car ride. So are you, were you not, were you not helping them pack? 
No, nothing. Oh, this was his trip. Oh, so. I see. So you weren't going to you were you were assisting it not at all. No, because <laughs> the this is this was his thing, and I, I, I know, wasn't. But they're like, your children. You should at least make sure they have clean underwear and a toothbrush. Well, that's that was my way of basically saying like, get your ass in gear and don't be staying up until three in the morning. Right. And then taking off at, you know, 5 a.m. with on two hours sleep, driving 14 hours across the country. Right. Like an idiot with my kids in the car. Well, I mean, listen, uh, can I just ask why you even allowed this to occur? Why didn't you just let him go without without the children? Like, why did you even allow this? Well, it's not that he he wanted to take them, though. So that what? was the whole thing. I want a lot of things. I don't get it. I mean, <laughs> I would have said no. Well, I mean, my inclination was to obviously say no. But the thing is, is I can't keep squashing everything he wants to do with them just because I don't like it. Well, uh, it's not like he was asking to take them to a place not that far away. I mean, this is a significant adventure. So I agree. I agree. Here's the reality. The reality is, is that it probably won't last two weeks. And if it does... They'll be coming in on fumes, and it won't be nearly as fun as they thought it would be. Road trips are the worst. Nobody likes them. They think they're they're super fun for about thirty minutes, and they're like, "Oh my god, you know, it's over." It's like they're they're over it, and they can't wait to get out and get something to eat or whatever. He's mm-hmm. going to underestimate how much they want food and stuff. It's going to be not nearly as exciting as he thinks. When I talked to them today, um, they were driving through New Mexico, I think. And Ryan was exhausted. He wanted to take a nap, but he kept making himself stay awake because there was so much cool stuff he wanted to see. Because they haven't seen, like, the desert and, like, you know, the the clay plains and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's exciting for them. And, you know, in their mind, they think the only place to live is either california or oklahoma and so you know anything everybody wants to move to oklahoma because that's supposedly the promised land and i'm like that's a shithole you guys i'm just like (laughs) come on it is no one wants no one moves to oklahoma they leave oklahoma oh and i told we were even talking about the weather because you know there's been tornado warnings for like the last two weeks i know but i mean it's it's gone now but i'm just like i'm like do you guys have a plan if something happens i'm like i don't want my kids hugging toilets you know (laughs) in case something bad happens no kidding and he's like there's a storm shelter a community storm shelter a mile from my parents house oh so 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 if you get there in a mile it'll be fine at least at least it's something yeah that's true it's true but anyway so i will be uh probably just in their face the whole time while they're gone well you have to you have to take some time to do some things that you normally don't do you can't you, there's there's nothing for you to martyr about. Like you have you have time to yourself now. Now you can do things that you that you don't think you can do when there's children or when Victor's home. So you can literally like rearrange your room and you can go out and you can do all the things that you don't normally get to do when they're there, which is kind of nice. I don't even know what that is. Exactly. Our friend commented. He's just like, he's like, why are you sitting on yours watching a movie about four dried up ones? Because I watched that movie book club. Yeah. (laughs) It was funny, actually. Really? Yeah. I I thought it was funny. Think about all the stuff that you get to do when, you know, you get to to watch all the shows you want to watch. You don't have to watch Fox News or 
whatever mm-hmm. other ridiculous cartoons that you have to watch a hundred times over. Like you can literally, mm-hmm. it does take, I will say as a mom, it does take a minute to refocus on only yourself. But mm-hmm. two weeks is a long time and you will have a lot of time to, to remember who you were and who you are not being a mom. And it's it, that is true. It takes time, but you will do it. Like, you know, you like I you and I talked about you. You have signed up for these classes and you're going to make that a predominant focus for the next two weeks, which I think is amazing. But yes. there are other things to do besides sit and worry about where your kids are. I mean, it, it will always be in the back of your mind, but you have options. You have a Muppet. You can get out there. <laughs> I don't even know. My Muppet doesn't even have a hole at the bottom. Well, make a hole, dig a hole, create Tear the a hole. hole open, make the hole. It's just like having <laughs> your hole. ears pierced. You know, they're dormant. You can always pierce through that skin and make it happen if you need to. If the event requires it, you can True. make it happen. So anyway. All right. So although we haven't talked about it yet, producer Dub and I did go on an actual vacation. We went to Hawaii and we'll talk about that on the Sunday show as, uh, as well as your fun emergency room visit our vacations could not have been more different (laughs) yeah really but there was a lot of awkward moments going on so we both did some sightseeing though we did and i mean there i mean it the whole thing is an awkward moment and we haven't even gotten to the awkward moment i had when we got home from the from the awkward moment trip so so much to talk about that'll be on our sunday show but in celebration of vacation we have our hugly and awkward moments of the week sunburn edition oh god so i have two here's the first one it says mine is more embarrassing than terrible this story one time a few summers ago i was in a rush and tried to put sunscreen on my own back long story short i was only able to cover certain spots on my back and the tan i got outlined looked like a claw reaching across my back and scratch and then scratching it off so it looked like a long claw mark on the back of their (laughs) back needless to say it stuck with me for the entire summer I've seen those before where you can actually literally see the finger marks. The hand and finger marks. Of where the sunscreen went on. Guess who has that? You do? Producer Dub. (laughs) Oh, why didn't he let you just put it on his back? Or did you refuse? No, no. Day two, he said, hey, I think I have this really weird sunburn mark. And I look and I go, yeah, you have a hand mark on your back. And he goes, yeah, can we like maybe fix that somehow? So can we sunscreen or fix it? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So it was faded by the end of the week. But he had he had the nice big white palm print on the back in the middle of his neck <laughs> on his back. Oh my God. Yes. I always wanted to do that thing they did in Police Academy where they sunscreened the word dork on his <laughs> chest. <laughs> that would have been funny. Here's the second one. It says, okay, this person completely deserves this, by the way. I just want you to know that if I had seen this human at a, some sporting event I was at, I would be like going, good, you deserve it. It says, I was watching Little League tournaments, and for whatever reason, I took my socks and shoes off. I ended up with very burnt feet. They swelled up three times their size, and I had blisters on the tops of my feet. I could not wear shoes for days. Pant legs touching it even hurt. I will never forget it. Nor will those around you who had to witness your bare ass feet at a place that you don't have bare feet. God, that's gross. Did you see that video of that little kid on the airplane and that person yes. had their feet in the crack and he's like, ew, that's stinky. Oh my God. <laughs> he's just, and he poked his head through and he's just like, what are you doing? 
thing. <laughs> and then slowly you saw the foot retrieve. And then the, the dad films himself and he is cracking up laughing. I'm glad. Well, I mean, only a kid could get away with saying something like that. But you know, the rest of the world, if that shit happens, like, <laughs> oh no, I, I would, would like, absolutely. I would like spill my drink on it or something. Oh, I would say it completely. I would be like, what the fuck are you doing? I, I, there was some low simmering aggression going on on our plane trip home. We had some really awful passengers that. Oh my god! They no, there was no there was no like, sir, sir, you need to sit down. There was nothing like. Like, like that, God. but bad behavior to the point of major annoyance. And it, it was, I mean, I'll tell you about it next week, but there were a couple of people. There was, there was the woman who couldn't stop peeing. There was the man who refused to switch seats with his wife who, who couldn't stop peeing. So he had to disrupt the entire row every 20 minutes. And it's like, could you just give your wife the aisle seat? Could you just take the middle row? Be a man about it and let her have the damn row. She obviously has a UTI. She's obviously uncomfortable. Jesus. Give her a break. You know? I mean, she's her stop drinking so damn much. She wasn't drinking. She was drinking nothing. She was ill. She was clearly having an, a bladder issue. Like, it was not normal. I just would have asked the flight attendant for a different seat. Well, it wasn't. It, was it, it was, like a packed flight? Yeah, but it wasn't our row. I'm just saying that we, we, it was across from us. And then there was the woman who would not stop getting out of her shit on the overhang, the over compartment. She kept getting up and opening the compartment to get shit out of her bag or whatever. I'd be like, what is it that you need? She, Take it all out. She had her boobs in Malia's face <gasps> every 30 minutes almost. And Malia was like, done. She was like, get your shit and get on with your life. Like she had had enough. And then the husband who wouldn't let the wife pee or wouldn't let the wife have the aisle seat. Whenever she got up to pee, he would stand up and start stretching in the aisleways. I'm like, why do people do? Look, I realize it's a long flight. It's a five hour flight. I realize it's lengthy. But how many times do you really need to, to do that? I mean, you, you, know you were prepared for this. You knew you were going to be flying for five hours. Like, I why? I so much fucking anxiety medicine i am like dead to the world <laughs> especially on a five-hour flight i'd be like wake me up whenever we're dead or landing <laughs> five I just... hours i peed twice in five hours because uh daryl and i had a cocktail so of course that stirs the cockles of the bladder but normally you know it's i i could i could sit there like a like and not move but yeah. give me my headphones. My head will be mm-hmm. tilt back. My mouth will be wide open. and I'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But speaking of the sunburns, I did get a really bad sunburn once. I, you know what? Yeah. The one and I know you even had a filter on there and I'm just like, your back is really red. <laughs> That's Mackenzie. That was. Oh, Mackenzie. that was Mackenzie. Yes. Oh, God. I thought that was you. No, a lot of people thought that. But she, Crazy. we do look a lot alike. But no, that you was Kenzie. Well, you have the same skin. Yes. So. Yes. No, she, that was her. There's a picture of her facing the sea on our catamaran. And that was, that's her. But anyway, no, but I, but I did get sunburned. But no, the sunburn that I got was when I was 16. And I thought it would be fun to go skiing in shorts because it was the spring. And uh, yeah, so I went skiing in shorts and a long sleeve sweatshirt and I got so sunburned on my thighs. And what sucked is that cheer tryouts were that following week. (laughs) Oh, so you had to slap your thighs. (laughs) Inner. No, it was my inner thighs. Oh, thank God. (laughs) And they were so sunburned and I had blisters everywhere, 
everywhere. It was so, first of all, it was really embarrassing because I had blisters on my inner thighs. That's pretty disgusting. That's gross. Not to mention it was bright red, like someone had spray painted red on my thighs. Yikes. And on top of it, it was summer. By the time, you know, it like became immediately summer when, you know, the next week. And so when I would sweat because I was peeling, I had like all my sweat was under my peeling skin. It was so disgusting. So it's like water under paint. It was. That's exactly (laughs) what it looked like. And I vowed never again to get sunburned on my legs. Never again. When my first husband and I got married, we went to Hawaii for our honeymoon. You can't get sunburns like that, like Hawaii sunburns. Oh my God, it's anywhere brutal. else. Brutal. So I got sunburned really bad in three <laughs> different parts. One, I think it's because my hair is kind of thin. Mm. My scalp was so oh. effing burned. Because you have blonde hair. I had to wear a hat the whole oh time. The second was, they don't tell you this, but we drove around the whole island. My ear got so burnt, it looked like a potato chip. <laughs> you have to put sunscreen on your ears. You do. Or at least I did. No, I and did. Then, oh. mm-hmm. And then third, we went snorkeling mm-hmm. and we had put our regular sunscreen on, but the flippers, uh, the rubber for some <laughs> reason, rubs off the sunscreen. The top of my feet, just in like this weird little rectangular shape. <laughs> oh no. We're so burned. I can't because wear shoes. The, the flipper had rubbed off the sunscreen. <sighs> and I just, I was angry. I'm like, I'm Mexican. What is going on? <laughs> I know. There's nothing like a Hawaiian sunburn. That that sun is scorching. Something about the dang equator or something. I, I don't know, know, man. But I mean, we thought we were so good. We're like, hey, nobody's getting sunburned. And then Daryl and I went on. We, we'll talk about it next week. But we did a lot of exercising. <laughs> accident- <laughs> <laughs> and so we would go for a walk and then we'd go jump in the lagoon afterwards. And so we were mm-hmm. swimming. It was like eight in the morning. And so we're swimming around. The water's warm. And it's like, oh, this is so nice. And it's so freeing because with the lagoon, no, nothing can get in. So I know there's no sharks in there. So I right. can swim and have a good time and not worry about creatures. We were there for almost three hours. Wow. When we came in, I was like, oh, shit. I am sunburned. I mean, my arms were so red. People were staring at me at the airport. <laughs> I mean, it was really red. So, anyway. Anyway, so, all right. So, next week, we'll recap your fun emergency room visit. And we will, I will tell you a little bit about Hawaii. And that will be for Sunday's show with a plethora of ugly and awkward moments, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And then maybe we'll get some celeb news if we can. Oh, we have to do celeb news. We will will make it happen. We will make it happen. Yes. Yes. Okay. So... All right, friends. Well, I think that's it. It's going to be 4th of July before you know it. So you might want to visit Amazon through our UglyTruth.com link and pick up yourself some uh, fun patriotic attire and decorations and whatnot. Yes. And then Avon is having some great sales right now on makeup. I know that my daughter's going to be having a birthday party and I'm going to purchase little makeup kits for all her little attendants. That's so cute. What a cute idea. I know because well it's going to be a sleepover so we're going to give it to them when they walk in and then we'll do makeup later in the evening. You know what? Oh my god. Totally thought about this. Why don't we have Malia come and do their eyes? That would be fun. She's so good at the cat eye and using all Avon products we can Instagram it. (gasps) Oh! 
<laughs> well, it's going to be at the Hyatt Regency downtown Sacramento. Fancy. So. Oh, my God. I can't wait. We, we're going to totally talk about that when it when it's time. I can't wait. That would be fun. That would be fun. So head on over to lipandclip.com and see what kind of new palettes and bronzers and things to get yourself uh, sun ready for the, the summer season and uh, do all that stuff. So other than that, we will see you next Sunday because we have so much more to tell you. I mean, taking a break was nice, but I mean, my gosh, we have like a ton to talk about. So much to talk about. So we'll talk about it on Sunday. Until then, we'll uh, see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.